All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Brokers Director with Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania. We are early August 2022. Can't believe it. Flying by. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and counterpart, Steve Parisi, President and CEO, IBC Global. Steve, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic, Mike. How about yourself? Good. Real good. Good. Um, we are talking about, uh, I had a couple of great calls this week with brokers that I work with and some real estate investor clients uh, in a variety of shapes and sizes, if you will. Um, as the years have gone on in this business, I've noticed more and more, a lot of these independent real estate investors seem to be attracted to cash value life insurance. Yeah. in some way or another. Um, some of these guys are small, independent flippers or multi-unit landlords. Some of them are bigger, you know, really more real estate development focused, whether it's commercial or residential. Um, so we want to talk a little bit today about, you know, what really attracts these, these guys and gals um, to this kind of concept and to what we do. Yeah, definitely. And, and, we do work with a lot of real estate investors. When people ask, who do you primarily work with at our company, IBC Global? My answer is a lot of technical-minded individuals, engineers, IT prof professionals, data analysts, people that like the nitty-gritty details, as you can imagine. Excruciating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we have fun with it. But yeah. it, it's, a, it's almost split, if we were to look at it, between that type of buyer and then real estate investors and business owners, but a real estate investor that really resonates with the cash value life insurance product. They like the safety, the tax benefits, but where they just click with it is when they look at a policy that cash value where it continues to appreciate over time and they can access it like a personal line of credit, just like they can access equity against other property that they own and use that money, going back to the cash value, use the cash value for real estate while they continue to receive that compounding, the guaranteed rate, dividends on their entire bucket of cash value. They're using it almost like a piece of property that's just guaranteed to appreciate at a certain rate over time. That's what they're doing. And you've got other benefits too, which we can hit on, but real estate investors, once they, they see it and understand it, a lot of times I've seen that, wait, what? Okay, I'm interested now, tell me more. So these guys are... Uh, and I agree with you. And I feel like recently some of the conversation has changed a little bit. Years ago, it sounded like what you just said. Recently, I'm hearing a lot more of, I want this to be my collateral yeah. for bank financing, for specialty financing, for bridge loans, for whatever the case may be. You're finding people who are saying, you know, I'm keeping this bucket of cash or um, this asset, whatever it is, in a safe, liquid area that uh, is my, you know, gold card with the bank or with my lender. And I'm hearing that cash value life insurance could be a real good vehicle for that. So I've been been having a lot of conversations with people who are going into it up front with the thought of probably not even touching the cash value but really just putting it aside. And then that's my kind of permanent collateral continuing yeah. to grow. 
leveraging it as a line of credit, like a, a cash value collateral loan or line of credit, just assigning the policy as collateral. Yeah. 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 A, a lot of people we work with will do that. Um, and right now, just with interest rates on the rise, I'm getting more and more noise about people saying, hey, I might switch back to my policy loan, uh, just depending on where the interest rate environment is. But it's it's very common to see what you just mentioned, which what it involves is if you've got a whole life insurance policy, most lenders prefer whole life. Some will experiment with IUL, but for the most part, they want whole life. A bank will say, okay, if you've got $100,000 in cash value, whatever the balance is, we are going to place a collateral assignment on that policy. You now get a line of credit. Typically, banks will go up to a maximum of 95% of whatever you have in cash value. So if I've got $100K, I've got a $95,000 line of credit, which I can access. It's a line of credit, can typically, typically access the money day of, and... I've got interest only payments each month, can pay it back at discretion. If you're used to a line of credit against real estate or anything else, that's what it is. That's how it works. And it's a nice feature. Many times you will see a lower loan interest rate with that bank loan compared to what you will get from an insurance company, at least right now, still at the beginning of August as we're shooting this. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've always found too. You might not find it so much with like a, you know, smaller scale uh, real estate person, but from a business owner perspective, if you're at all balance sheet focused, if your balance sheet is important for uh, credit purposes or reporting of any kind, you know, that's where case design becomes real important, where we say we want to get that crossover very quickly, meaning, you know, I'm spending a dollar in premium. I want to receive as much money back immediately in the form of a cash equivalent that's going to sit on the balance sheet. Um, so I can still qualify for the same kind of credit terms. And I still kind of look the same to my my bank or my lenders or, you know, whoever's whoever's looking or whoever's important there. Yeah, a real estate investor, small or large, will have that same mentality as a corporation taking out cash value life insurance products, meaning the number one objective before I look to leverage the policy for my real estate deals is how do I maximize the cash value short term and long term, but particularly upfront? Because if I've maximized the upfront cash value, how an investor will view that is that's an opportunity cost here. Where I've seen real estate investors and just people in general decide not to take out whole life insurance policies when their intent has been cash value, that's what they're very attracted to, is when the cash value isn't isn't strong enough, particularly upfront. Um, one guy pops, pops in my mind, he was looking at $100,000 per year. This was several years before I had met him. The first year cash value was something like $60,000, something like that. And he looked at it and said, Long term, yeah, I get it. I'm not taking a forty thousand dollar hit up front. Bye. And then he saw a different option where he had between eighty and ninety percent right out of the gates. Okay, that I'm good with. I break even early. He's used his policy for commercial real estate, right? Ironically, that's what he's used it for. But that's where we see it work very, very well when that cash value is maximized. The flexibility can be important as well, depending on the investor if they've got a lot of money in cash or if they're more cash flow based. 
Now, something we were talking about earlier that caught me off guard a little bit, you know, my, my you know, I've been with Mass Mutual for 10 years and, and I told you that um, we have sold very minuscule amount of fixed interest rate, fixed interest loan rate policies. Yeah. Uh, we always, the default at Mass Mutual is the adjustable loan rate because then you could take advantage of non-direct recognition, which 10,000 foot view in my mind kind of always seemed like a no brainer, but you brought up some interesting little niches in our conversation where uh, it might make sense to look at that fixed rate specifically in, the, in this, with this type of sale. Yeah. So a real estate investor, that or anyone that likes the idea of using their policy for opportunities, their business, real estate, whatever it might be. They say, okay, I can leverage my policy as a for collateral as collateral, get a line of credit against a bank, like we can do with real estate if we own that. And that often is a variable loan interest rate. What you can do with life insurance policies, depending on the company, right? Focusing on mass mutual here, you can select when you start a policy a variable loan interest rate or a fixed loan interest rate. How MassMutual works is if you select the variable loan interest rate, the policy will be non-direct recognition. And you're also subject to the variable loan interest rate terms, which can adjust quite a bit year over year now, the new products compared to the older products that is. The fixed rate is a fixed rate. It's not going to change, it's, lo it's locked in forever. And the fixed rate with Mass Mutual whole life insurance products is 6%. Now, the thing is, if you, if you select a fixed loan interest rate with a Mass Mutual policy, the policy is then direct recognition, not non-direct recognition. So usually if I'm- So in my mind yeah. that, and I know that this isn't accurate what I'm about to say, but I think that that means if I have $100,000 in cash value and I pull out a $50,000 loan, I'm not getting dividend credits for that $50,000 loan. Got it. Specifically with direct recognition is your question, right? Yeah. If you're a listener. So with a direct recognition company or policy, I should say, when you borrow, you will continue to earn dividends on your entire cash value money that is still in cash value, call it equity you have not loaned and what you have loaned. How it works to illustrate your example, if you have taken a $50,000 loan and you've got $50,000 remaining in equity, if we wanna call it that, the $50,000 remaining in equity cash value that you haven't touched receives the basic dividend interest rate. Because that touched. So Mass Mutual, that's 6%, 6% dividend. The loan, you pay obviously the cost to borrow to the insurance company, but the company direct recognition recognizes the fact that you have taken a loan and applies a different dividend interest rate, not the current dividend rate of 6%, but a different rate to you, to that borrowed $50,000. Does that make sense? Yep. Mm -hmm. All companies that practice direct recognition will do it differently depending on when the contract was written. That also has an impact. When you look at Mass Mutual, they have not stated, they have not said, here's the rate we will apply to borrowed funds. 
right? So they don't give you a rate there. But what has happened, if you go back, this must be seven or eight years now, to when your dividend rate was at 7.1% for several years, when you looked at direct recognition policies with a fixed loan rate, when you borrowed and repaid, you would have less money in cash value compared to the example when I just let it sit and grow. Does that make sense? If you borrowed and repaid the loan, you'd have less money than if you had never borrowed. C correct. So going, let's say, eight there years. There was a small hit for, for using the money at all. Correct. So several years ago with Mass Mutual, if you paid money into a policy, let's say at the end of 10 years, you've got a million bucks in cash value if you don't touch the cash value. You just let it sit and grow. Yeah. You've got a fixed loan rate at 6%, direct recognition. You borrow and repay by the same year 10 mark that loan's paid back. You've got $970,000 instead of $1 million. So that tells me that the dividend applied to the borrowed funds while they were outstanding must have been less than you got the stated dividend. Correct. So that was seven, eight years ago. Now, for the past several years, in the lower interest rate environment, what's happened is if you take that same scenario, let's assume by year 10, you've got $1 million in cash value, or you don't touch it, you just let it sit and grow. Then on the example, when you borrow and repay, now you'll see your cash value is $1,030,000. So what MassMutual is doing is bumping that dividend rate up on the borrowed funds Really, this way, the policyholder doesn't feel like they're being punished by paying a much higher loan interest rate than what they're getting in, in a crediting rate. That's what they're doing. Um, a lot of info there. Question. Well, no, it makes sense because you know something that I never really thought about before um, I I was I was in this role is how important those loans are to these mutual insurance companies. That's a yeah. huge, huge asset for them that they're sitting on. Um, you know, I mean, think about it from a lending perspective. If you're a bank, fully collateralized yeah. loans like that, you know, I mean, it's it's solid gold. So they don't want to really discourage people from from using the cash value. No, it doesn't hurt them in that respect. There's definitely profit there. Um, there's always concerns, right, with excessive policy loans. You probably know this better than most, right? The risk of policy lapses, that's more of a yeah. different subject. But solely focusing on that fixed loan rate with Mass Mutual and the direct recognition treatment, really what it means is when you borrow, they're going to recognize the fact that you've taken a loan and they're going to pay you a different dividend rate. Could be higher, could be lower. What they've always done is in a very low interest rate environment where the dividend has been low, and a lot of companies do this, while well, Guardian and Northwestern has for a while, is they've raised the dividend rate on borrowed funds. Now, if dividends go up, what I would likely expect is that they'll revert back to where they were several years ago. Right. They will reduce the dividend rate on borrowed funds. So how do often does it, how does it fluctuate? Is it like locked in? on a loan or it fluctuates every 30 days or the actual, yeah, like the crediting rate piece, like how they can apply dividends to the policyholder. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that I would assume, so I haven't gotten anything ever in writing from them. I would assume it's always annually reviewed when the dividend rate is reviewed. Like that's what I've seen other carriers do. Um, but uh, but then I, would the, let's say they made a change, would that apply to existing loans? It likely, like it would kind of just apply across the board. It likely would. That's what I've seen with, with Mass Mutual. That's not the case with all, all carriers, though. Um, I can give you another example. So if you take Guardian, depending on when their contract, when you actually purchased a policy is important. So if you, were, if you took a Guardian policy out, let's say 10 years ago, and you had a fixed loan rate at 8%, I've got a policy like that. It's got a fixed loan rate of 8%. It's locked in at 8% forever. The dividend rate with that guardian policy is 5.65%. So if we take that same scenario you mentioned where you've got $100,000 in cash value, I borrow at 50. What will happen is my cash value that I have not borrowed, the 50K, gets the dividend of 565. The 50K I've loaned, guardian actually applies an 8% dividend interest rate to that outstanding loan. So what I see is when I borrow and repay, it's restored to a higher value than what it would have been as if I never touched it in the first place. Nice. So that's with their 8% loan rate. Then they updated it to a 6% loan rate. Same thing happens where what Guardian does is apply a 6% dividend interest rate to the outstanding loan where I've got the 6% cost to borrow. Now, with the most recent update, those contracts, the new contracts have a 5% fixed loan interest rate. Same thing happens. They apply a 5% dividend, which is lower than the 565 dividend to the loan, outstanding loan dollars. So it does depend on the insurance company, right? Guardian, for example, will, it's not guaranteed just like dividends are not, but they'll always apply that match based on your loan interest rate. Where Mass Mutual has kept it a little more simple in some respects where our fixed loan rate is 6% and that might be higher or lower just based off what, what we've seen through experience. And they kind of play play the game adjusted as time passes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it does make sense. I'm a little dizzy, but um, it, it, it definitely does make sense. You know, the nice thing, and uh, commercial for, for you and your team, uh, and anybody that's listening, this... Talking about this stuff, I would imagine, especially for a consumer and somebody who doesn't do this every day, after a while, you're like, what's, <laughs> you know, I just want what's best. So it is nice uh, to see the kind of output that you guys put out for clients with regards to case design and very simple breakdowns and making it very clear, like, here's how this potentially could look and here's how these projections look and here's why and um really makes it easier to 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 make a good decision and i found sometimes with this kind of stuff there's not really any bad decisions Mm -mm. you know it's just little tweaks that uh depending on how you utilize the policy um are going to have different results yeah that's it some people we work with do like those details they really want to dive in oh yeah 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 some don't. They just want to make sure that it's set up properly for them. You know, why we, we why we started doing it years ago, going into the details in different carriers with that direct and non-direct recognition talk is mainly because there's a, a lot of noise that just states non-direct recognition is the way to go, period, and direct recognition is bad. Like, yeah. the dog is bad. <laughs> it pooped on the floor. Like, no, it's not. 
Like, here's how it actually works, the direct recognition company. Um, so it's just providing transparency. And it's like, oh, I didn't know it worked like that. Okay. In that case, I would be interested in that. Tell me more. It's just transparency. That's way more, Not this isn't a knock on Mass Mutual, but that's way more detail about direct recognition loans than I've heard in 10 years from, All right. <laughs> from Mass. So way to go. Um, so anybody out there, uh, we, this is not a, uh, you know, we're not running a promo here. We are every day working with real estate investors from, you know, of varying degrees of, you know, what their business looks like or what their assets and income looks like and what their needs are. So, um, if anything that we said today rang a bell or turn on a light bulb in your head. Uh, please feel free to reach out to either one of us, Mike Courtney or Steve Parisi, and we'd be happy to point you in the right direction and show you some options and examples and and get you on the road towards making a good decision. Uh, Steve, thanks for your time today, and we'll be seeing you all again soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.